0: So. are you are you are you talking to me or are you t- like i don't know if i'm supposed to reply to that uh, or if you're talking yeah. to the audience in which case Ooh. i'm just butting in on no, a conversation that's no, you're not you're
1: not butting in join join right in okay
0: yeah uh no it's not it feels like someone left the friggin oven on. <laughs> <laughs> holy yeah. shit on a stick it's pretty it hot is so warm yeah it's miserable Yes, it is miserable. It's, this is this. Yeah. Uh, all I will say mm-hmm. is this: is whether to wear as few layers as you possibly can. Oh, for sure. And so I think I think <laughs> in the spirit of guests that we've had on the show in the past, right. I think Stefan Stéphane, Stefan's probably laughing at a lot of people right now. Yeah, I mean now that being he's probably, he's being probably said, sitting he, at his naturist park, not wearing anything, yeah. thinking all of those schmucks that wear clothing are. <laughs> boiling are cooking in their own crock pots right now right now that being
1: said maybe he just spends his time laughing at others to begin with let alone yeah maybe
0: maybe he's just a jerk no i don't think so but he could be no no no. but he could be well he could be but every uh, he he, he, every everyone could be right (laughs) everyone trump trump could be an asshole that is quite possible it's i would not be shocked no in the slightest not to get political no 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 and anyway, not I'm not saying all. I'm not saying Trump is an asshole. No, I'm saying everyone no one is. is capable of being a dick.
1: Everyone. Everyone. Right,
0: Carl Eastman.
1: Well, we, yeah. Everyone. Him yeah. included.
0: Uh, hello and welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Peter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever called you that before. I, I feel like
1: I feel that jives with you. Like you're you're not the type to use someone's formal fully extended proper name
0: i mean okay so here's the thing though sure yes and no like so uh, can i tangent here can i can i bunny you know
1: we are this is a podcast if now is not the time for a tangent i don't know when
0: is all right, so I have two siblings. Okay, right, two younger siblings, two sisters. Sure. Um yep. And all of us, myself included, okay. have been ha- were intentionally given names by my mother. Mm. Um, w- names which could not be shortened. Oh. Names for which there was no run-of-the-mill, right. short-form. Form. Right. Right? So if it's like, you know, Bradley is Brad. Sure. Or Peter is Pete. Yep. Or William is Bill, Bob, Billy, whatever w. else. Yeah. Right? Richard is, hey, Dick. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, yeah. So So names that no one could give us, no one could call us by anything other than the name that my mother had given us. Right. Um and so I I developed that. I developed that as like a personality trait that I don't call people by names other than what their name is. So my oh. girlfriend. Okay. Her name is Brienne. Sure. I I don't know if I've just outed her there if she's incredibly <laughs> embarrassed now. She doesn't li- she sent me a thing this morning. She sent me a list of the episodes of the show that she's yet to listen to. Oh. And I think she just listened to the last Star Wars one which was like Ooh. we wrapped up like 5 months ago bit, so she's yeah. a little behind. Just a bit. Um that's okay. But and she's like, oh, I'm getting so behind is kind of stressful." And I'm like, "I don't you know, don't stress about it. Yeah, but no. Uh, so her name's her name's Brienne. Sure. And she won't hear me saying this for like another five months. So right. It's okay. Uh, but the, actually, uh, but this is kind her, of cool.
1: Like, I actually want to say hello to her right now. So hello. And I'm I'm generally hello curious,
0: like from the past. Hello
1: from the past, because yeah, the, it'll be months before she actually receives this. So
0: that's yeah. This is like a time capsule. Yeah. Brienne, in May of 2020, COVID-19 sucked. Yeah. And, and. The Canadian dollar wasn't all that great, <laughs> but you are dating one hell of a... Anyways. Um, hmm. Okay. So, uh, but her her family and a lot of her really cl- close friends... Sure. ...have always called her Brie. Uh, B-R-E, Brie. Okay. Yep. I don't... I, I think maybe once in the 10 or 11 years of knowing her, I think once I have referred to her that way. Okay. And it felt incredibly wrong. <laughs> I only call her by her full name. Sure. Uh, and and the same can be true for pretty much everyone I know. I mean, yes and no. Like I know, like her brother's name is Joshua, mm. but I call him Josh. Sure. Her sister's name is Caitlin, but I call her Katie. Yep. And I don't think she likes that. Sure. But I do it anyways because, yeah. you do know. It. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and I call you Pete. But I think that's just because that's how you were introduced to me. Mm. Right? Like, we've told the story that yeah. people are like, oh, Peter and Cassandra. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. Who's oh, that? oh, oh, Pete and Cassie. <laughs> right. Is that who you mean? Pete and Cassie? <laughs> I don't know, Pete and Cassandra. Who the hell are you talking yeah. about? So I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> this is a, it's a really anticlimactic tangent, hey, but it's all right. it, it, I just called you Peter. It felt very strange. Mm-hmm. Right. There's only one other, there's two other Peters in my life. Mm. Uh, and you don't remind me of either. Okay. So one is my grandmother's husband. Oh, cool. Uh, And his name's Peter. Okay. And he's like, it's, it's kind of like, like they're English. And so mm. they're not grandma and grandpa, no. they're nanny and grampy. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, so he's always been my grampy Peter. Mm. Um, and then the other Peter is Peter Chow, who for a long time co-owned uh, a Chinese restaurant in the town that we both grew up in. Mm, right. Um, and yep. I know him. Um, and you are neither my grandfather nor are you Chinese. And so to call you <laughs> Peter feels strange. <laughs> And the only other Pete I know is like, the cat that's an asshole to Mickey Mouse.
1: Okay. Well, you know, let's 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 use that as a segue. Let's just let's just jump tracks here and let's let's get into the episode.
0: I'm sorry if I've made you uncomfortable. I, um, I'm I'm really not that story. No, sorry. I I, I kind of hope I did. Mm,
1: yeah. Um. Well, this is an episode where we continue our journey. Of an undefined, an undisclosed amount of time. We're not limiting it, but we're going back through year by year of film and right. we, I
0: would say it's classified information. It's very
1: classified. You don't even yeah. know. I was given it's, well I was given half the message you were given the other half, and so without the full message we don't know.
0: I mean I was given the full message. What? I just told you I was given half the message because I didn't want to Dude. I didn't want to create a weird dynamic. Yeah, okay. Well, but now I feel like I have anyway, yeah, so I you, apologize. It's all right. I, we can
1: we can edit that part out and it'll be like it didn't happen.
0: Talking movies with you never never doesn't put a smile on my face. So I'm excited for this. Hmm, cool. It's a movie I flat spoiler alert, I'm not crazy about this movie. Sure. But I am excited to talk to you about it. And, and
1: just to clarify, so this year was the year of 2016, and La La Land came out with quite a this strong week,
0: following. This 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 week, the year was 2016. This
1: week, sorry, what did I
0: say? Right. This you said this is the year of 2016.
1: Oh, and you know, you is, know why I said year no. because this is kind of like we've just hit the one year milestone of our podcast. So that's
0: we are a year old. We soon will be. We have now, We're now eating solid foods. Mm-hmm. Um, we still don't really have control of our own bowels. No, no, um, and nor should we. We occasionally spit up. Yep. And uh, you know, although we eat solid foods, we still occasionally partake of, of you know. The, the breast milk
1: no that no 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 the, we don't we don't
0: <laughs> i get can i get podcasts confused with human children sometimes <laughs> anyway it's one of my things
1: back to la la land so la la land came on top top and we're going to talk about la la land this week um, which i'm
0: pissed off can i say i'm that's fine i think what, what, the wrong part. movie one. Oh okay that's fair, and that's okay. I mean, yep. you know, the the movie that not came, everyone can be perfect all the time. The the movie
1: that came very close. I'm not going to mention which one came in second, just because we we're planning on doing a bonus episode, but I'm not going to commit, just in case it doesn't happen. But there right. was a second Tax film Our that Ridge. came very close that I think you for sure wanted to win, and y- the audience might see a bonus episode coming out in the near future.
0: Yeah, no, we definitely, we definitely shouldn't tell them that it's Hacksaw Ridge. then people will be like, people will be like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm excited for the Hacksaw Ridge episode. And then we'll be like, well, we didn't say we would do it for sure, even though we're saying we're gonna do it. Right. And then you know, but it might not happen, so let's not tell them. <laughs> but I agree, yeah, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So La La Land. Let's let's get it started. I'll I'll start you off with a
0: couple trivia questions. Okay. I just can can we say really quickly spoilers ahead spoilers ahoy Mm -hmm. Um, if you haven't seen the movie good for you Uh, (laughs) no if you haven't seen the movie um, and you're worried about spoilers then uh, maybe don't listen to this episode right away maybe download it and save it on your phone uh, and then go out and rent La La Land or purchase it or pirate it if you're a very bad person. Right. Um, yeah. Uh however, if you're one of the people who listen because you're one of our significant others or our mother, then <laughs> I just listen anyways. I mean, you know. Do it. Yeah so uh and if you're new to our show um we are too far from professionals who chat about film um we're both fanatical about film um but fanatical about different types of film so it kind of creates a fun uh conflict sometimes oh for sure um but always a good conversation and um Yeah, we. You want to check us out on Facebook and all of those things that are linked down below. Mm, um, Yes, because we allow you to pick the movies that we're gonna watch and review. Yeah. Um. You know. So that's definitely the way to, to have some say in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'd be like those internet light switch people. (laughs) Do you remember that? No. So there were these, there were these like MIT students or something mm. years ago that set up, and this is like, it was oh. like 15 years ago or something, yeah but they set up a bunch, they set up a website, um, and did some sciencey computery things, um, and, and set up like four of the lights in their apartment. <laughs> to these light switches that could be flicked by clicking a button on this website. And then they linked webcams showing those lights. So at any point, anyone on the internet could turn the lights on and off in their apartment. Right. And it went viral. Like it was this, you know, it was this whole big (laughs) cool. as, as we were learning what the internet was capable of. And as we were, you know, all these things. Right. So, that's kind of like us. If you want to control our lives, yeah. If you want to switch our lights mm-hmm. on and off, then then follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok. Yeah, uh, yeah, eh, a bit, uh, not as frequent. Uh, Patreon. Yeah, Patreon's Patreon's the way to go. If you want to really control our lives, if mm. you want to have advanced voting power, yes. Patreon. Patreon is solely. Solely the reason why we are reviewing a movie this week that I don't want to review. So <laughs> case in point, mm-hmm. you can do horrible, horrible things to me if yes. you just support us on Patreon. Yeah. Looking at you, Daphne. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> <It's,
1: laughs> uh, let's join in with on Daphne. With the show. and make make Brady do horrible, horrible things. And in the name of film and cinema.
0: That's okay. I've poured myself a drink. I've decided I could not get through an episode talking about La La Land without <laughs> a blood alcohol level slightly above zero. All right. So cool. Is zero is wait, sorry, hang on. Is zero the baseline? Uh don't know. Or does your does your blood net what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like the level you can drive at and stuff like that. But it's right. like your blood alcohol resting point zero.
1: I feel I feel it has to be zero.
0: It must be. You're, like your body's not naturally like fermenting white blood cells.
1: Like it shouldn't be.
0: It shouldn't. It, that's a whole, that's a condition. Anyways,
1: go ahead. All right. The Trivialize me. First question. The director, Damien Chazelle. Are you familiar with him?
0: Uh, yeah, he directed La La Land. Cool.
1: <laughs> so he had trouble finding a studio to actually finance his project of La La Land. Until... Well, sure,
0: he showed them the script and they were like, no. <laughs> we have okay. dignity.
1: Is this going to be an hour and a half of you just ripping on La La Land?
0: I think it probably should be. No, okay. it's not. I don't no, hate no, no. the film. I just don't love it.
1: Okay. Anyway, so he had trouble finding someone to finance his project. What really broke things open for him was he made a certain certain project that kind of gave him some street cred. And after he had that success, then Summit Entertainment picked up La La Land and financed his project. My question to you is, what previous project gave Damien Chazelle enough street to, street credit to go forward? Now, you can either get just try and come up with a random answer on your own.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I need options.
1: Okay, you need some options. Okay, I'll give you three it's options. Otherwise,
0: too. Like, I don't even know. I've never heard of the guy. Sure. Right? Okay. It's too random
1: otherwise. Okay. Well, the first option is Lost in Translation.
0: <laughs> oh, God. I hope not. It would make all kinds of sense.
1: The second option is Casino Royale. The 2000, like the modern version, not the 1960s version.
0: Not the comedy classic?
1: Mm-hmm. The third option, The Great Gatsby. And okay. the fourth option, Whiplash.
0: Ooh, Whiplash, like the drumming thing. Uh, yes. Hmm. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Lost in Translation. I think you've thrown that in there. <laughs> as, a, as a, you know. Yeah. Just a funny mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, What were the other options?
1: Uh, So Lost in Translation, Casino okay. Royale, The Great Gatsby, and Whiplash.
0: Okay. So I'm pretty sure that The Great Gatsby was directed by, Uh, we're talking about directing, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure The Great Gatsby was directed by Baz Luhrmann. Mm. Um, which would r- rule that out, but I could be wrong. I could be so confident about that that I'm in fact incorrect. Um, And Casino Royale... Like... I don't know. My thoughts are if you can't get a studio to fund your bullshit musical, <laughs> they're not going to hand you a James Bond film. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with Whiplash because I think Whiplash, Whiplash is the, It's it has to be Whiplash. And here's why. Mm, okay. Uh, I don't have a reason why it's not lost in translation, except for the fact that I think you just threw lost in translation in there. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's 007 because 007 is a big property. Yep. Yes. Right. Yep. And so there's no way that's his first film. There's no way the first film this guy directs is, is Casino know, to
1: clarify, I didn't say first, but it was the first film that got him street credit
0: okay but still but granted if he doesn't have street credit right no yeah he's not getting casino royale okay. <laughs> right yeah. um and i kind of feel s- somewhat similar about the great gatsby like the great gatsby had been done several times over yeah it, um it as a side
1: note yeah it has
0: And you're not getting... If you don't have any street credit, you're not directing a film with Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) in it. Whereas whereas if you don't have street credit, Mm -hmm. an unknown script like Whiplash... Right. With a relatively unknown actor like Miles Teller... Yeah. At the time. At the time. Yeah. Relatively unknown, right? Like what he... You you know, was the... Was the footloose remake before this? I
1: believe so, yeah.
0: Right, maybe. Mm. Um JK Simmons.
1: In... J.K. Simmons.
0: J C JK Simmons, but again, J.K. Simmons is is always a supporting actor at best. Yeah. Potentially. He's never the main character of anything. Always the bridesmaid. Right. Um mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. it's gotta be Whiplash. Okay. Well, you're from correct. a logistical standpoint, yes, yeah you're, you're, you're correct. and i of course I, I am,
1: am I don't even care like I'm usually I might take my pride and joy in stumping you on a question. but for this one, I'm happy that you got it right. but I'm just so even more happy that Whiplash was the the catalyst that catapulted him to get enough street credit. i It brings me such joy because I love
0: whiplash. Oh, yeah. Whiplash was a great film. I don't think it's my favorite drumming film. That's fair. I don't know if I told you this because you had me watch Whiplash. I did. Um. And let me pull it up here. The other one that I like better, Okay. which I think I recommended to you. I
1: think you did. I remember Carl Eastman talking to yeah. us about it.
0: Not as not as like a oh I had just watched it and you should watch it as well right
1: um, I think it's called the litter little drummer boy
0: yeah something like that no it's called uh, it's just drumline okay and it has um uh 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 what's his name the Nick Cannon hmm McCannons in it oh okay um and it's it's good. Carl said he doesn't like it as much as Whiplash. I think it's hmm. a little better. Okay. Anyways. I,
1: if I ever watch it, I doubt I will think it's better, only because it has Probably the not. unfair disadvantage of that you have I've a seen. Bias. Yeah, I have a huge bias, but I would be open yeah. to watching that film. Uh, my second question. So La La Land received record tying, uh, a record-tying 14. Count them 14 Oscar nominations, which is
0: ludicrous. Wow. Ludicrous. Oh, shit. I know what you're going to ask me. And oh, yes. We've kind of discussed this before, but now I can't remember.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Ultimately, it won six. So, uh, won six, nominated for 14. It included Best Director, Best Actress. But I want to know, there are two other films that are tied with La La Land for most nominations. Yeah. Can you name any of those two films?
0: Ah. Oh. And we've talked about one of them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and I want to say that it's. I want to say that it, that one of them is Titanic, but I, but I feel like maybe, I'm just saying that. Because. Because I like Titanic so much.
1: Mm. I mean. You uh, do love Titanic. You love Titanic so much that you called me this week, and because you you a Titanic expert, like a film connoisseur of the film Titanic, you fo- you found out something new after all these years. You found out something new, and you had to share it with me, and it was worth sharing. But uh, like that just is a that's kind of like the, a microcosm of how into that film you are. Like right. it is, it's your jam.
0: Um. Ah. Uh. So one of them I know for sure. Okay. I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna. So. So it's. If I get this, I should only get half a point because one of them I already knew.
1: Okay. That. That's fine. Um, so the one I
0: know it. The one I know is all about Eve. That's one of the two. Uh from 1952. Close. 1950. 1950. Okay. Um, which is. An incredible film. If you hmm. haven't seen it, I haven't. It's it's really, really, really cool. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's black and white. Okay. Um, but it's really good. Hmm. Um. Uh, it's it's got to be Titanic. It has to be because the only other one that I can think that well, there's two other. <laughs> the two other ones that I could think of would be Avatar.
1: Oh sure,
0: just because everyone loved Avatar.
1: Everyone, yeah.
0: And the other one Ooh shoot!
1: <laughs> I just for the fun, w- ooh, talk me through talk- Return
0: of the King is the other one that I'm thinking.
1: About. Uh, okay, so you're thinking Return of the King or Avatar or possibly or Titanic. Titanic. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, okay, I'm I'm ruling out Avatar. I think it's either Return of the King or Titanic. Okay. And I'm going to go with Titanic. I don't, I'm not confident about this. I I don't feel good about saying Titanic, but I'm saying Titanic, not based on logic, just based on loyalty.
1: Sure. Okay. So you're saying Titanic.
0: Titanic and All About Eve, I guess, are tied for, um,
1: so so I punched in, you for sure got All About Eve, so that's correct. Avatar avatar had nine so not 14 return of the king had 12 again not 14 but titanic had 14 so it was titanic and all about eve wow yeah which is just amazing like just think about 14 is
0: ludicrous ludicrous that's yeah that's a lot. That is so many. How many did how many did Titanic win? Do you know?
1: Uh I don't. I don't know.
0: Oh, uh, man of limited facts.
1: Okay. <laughs> if only there was an internet search engine that I could use. Um yeah. oh, well. one last thing. It's not a question. I'm just gonna actually tell it to you. And I, I want you to use your imagination and just picture the film like this. But apparently, prior to Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone uh kind of getting their role respective roles miles teller and emma watson were slated to star as the leads
0: and emma watson yeah hmm no (laughs) no i don't like it yeah i mean I don't like it. I'm not... I I admire Miles Teller and the things I see him in. Oh, for sure. But he doesn't charm me in the way that Ryan Gosling does.
1: Sure. Sure. So. Yeah. And just for the record, Titanic won, I believe, 10 Oscars. So that's pretty darn good.
0: Holy moly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Which means... Yeah. Like, and then, I mean, put that into perspective of... Of the 14 it was nominated for, it only didn't win four of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was crazy.
1: Like, the the volume of Oscars it didn't win is greater than a lot of films just nom- plain old nominations. Oh, sure. Which is crazy. Um, So, I want to get your initial thought, uh, just like a general thought on the film. And before I do, I want to... Something that I found interesting about kind of the making of this film is... Uh, chazelle the director from the beginning apparently he wanted the film's musical numbers to be filmed and performed in single takes much like the works of the kind of the classic musical performers of yesteryear so like fred astaire ginger rogers and he specifically wanted the film to emulate kind of a widescreen feel with sims with a cinemascope look of the 1950s musicals. so he specifically uh as part of their process they shot on celluloid film not digitally uh as part oh, of the, cool. with their equipment so uh, you know i feel like that's something that i definitely i don't have as much of a technical eye as some people so that's something i i never really noticed but just it's a fact and a tidbit that i that i just appreciate
0: yeah, and I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, it makes a cool story that that's what you did, mm. but everything that you achieved by doing that, you could have also done digitally afterwards. <laughs> right. Like it, you know, it's not, it wasn't necessary to achieve the look you were after. I mean, but yeah, potentially, but it's still cool. It it's is still, it's like I, you know, at that point, it's uh, it's less about end product and more about integrity. I think. But
1: mm, that's true. Yeah. You know, we're paying homage to, to those films.
0: Yeah. It's more the spirit of something versus, mm-hmm. you know, someone's like, oh, I'm going to shoot on film today as opposed to shooting <laughs> digital. And it's like, well, well, why? Why? Right. Cause you can achieve the same look and you can, you can achieve the same look in with digital. Mm hmm. And it's cheaper, yeah. and it's less of a pain in the ass. Yeah.
1: Like, why? Why?
0: But, anyways. Yeah.
1: So, so essentially, I, I'm going to give my, like, this is my nickel and dime thought on the film, and I, I kind of want your kind of nickel and dime thought. My thought is, I I love it, is in a nutshell. Essentially, I just, it's a fun, fantastic musical film but it blends blends two major elements in my mind and it's pretty obvious. Obviously the first element just a huge throwback nostalgic feel to classic musicals of yesteryear. And I feel like you and I do appreciate a good classical musical.
0: But the I other I love musicals. <laughs> I mean Sound of Music made my number 2.
1: made yeah, I didn't get it that close. And
0: Mary Poppins was also on that list.
1: Yeah. Yes. Uh, the other element that Go I with think Julie it blends is Julie Andrews films. What's that?
0: I just didn't. I just realized both Julie Andrews films. Yeah, both Julie Andrews musicals.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that says something about you. That's that's pretty cool. But anyway, so the there's the one element that's nostalgic musicals. But the other thing that's blended in here, the other element is just it's a modern film. So it has complicated realism. In a nutshell, it's classic musical mixed with complication. And, uh, that, that fantastical mixed with the real is, I, I think it just has the, a good amount of blend of, uh, of just everything that I personally like in a film that, uh, and we'll get into later. So what, what, what are your general thoughts on this film? Like just in. Okay.
0: I've been thinking about this all day. Sure. We are, it is currently 747 PM. <laughs> Just to give perspective, yeah. I've since I woke up at quarter after nine, <laughs> it's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Just trying to formulate my thoughts. So this is my second time viewing the film. Okay. Uh, and going into it, my perception was, I don't like this movie. Sure. Um, I've I purchased this movie. Really, at one point that, that for, surprises me. for uh not for myself i i bought it for um f- for somebody else okay that's that's fine. uh it it was at one point a part of my collection it no longer is sure um but um but i didn't know i couldn't pinpoint why i didn't like this film hmm i just remembered not really liking it sure um but i was I was, as much as I was not wanting this to be the film that we reviewed, mm. I was eager to give it a second chance. Sure. Um. So I've got some bullet points. I'm just going to talk about the bullet points. Sure. The opening scene is visually stunning.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: With the cars on the freeway. Oh, yeah. Visually stunning. Visually. However, okay. once the movie ends, or even partway through the film, I look back to that opening scene and I go, so, wait, so what did that have to do with anything? <laughs> it's the one song in the movie that feels, although it's very cool, mm-hmm. the way that they do it, uh, feels completely irrelevant when looking at the big picture.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it does because it doesn't include any of our main characters and progress. No, them. they show
0: up at the end. Yeah. It turns out they're in the crowd. It turns out. The, but they're probably not. They're just honking at each other. Like, <laughs> hey, a-hole.
1: The one thing I'll say is the the underlying premise of that song is important to the show.
0: Oh, sure. The message they're getting across yeah. for sure. But
1: yeah. Okay.
0: But how many times do you have to watch the movie before you really broke down what those lyrics were on the first and even second viewing? You don't, you just, you're watching the visual of it. Yeah. You're, you're just Um, kind of flowing. It kind of falls flat.
1: You're kind of flowing along with the ride of the song, the upon first viewing, but you're not really breaking it down.
0: Right. Okay. Um, the relationship between Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Sure. I love both. I love Emma Stone. Emma Stone's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um and Ryan Gosling is great. Uh so in a lot of t- a lot of the times the two of them give me crazy stupid love vibes.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Uh and a lot of times Ryan Gosling himself gives me notebook vibes.
1: Oh. Hmm. I got, right, I got it's that.
0: A, in, it's Ryan Gosling and it's like a bunch of time passes and it's a love story and things change. Uh, and, and there's like, even,
1: there's even one scene where he's straight up like, kind of there's like a mirror image scene from the notebook where in the notebook he kind of see yelling at her like, what do you want? What do you want? And in this, it, it was kind of the same thing. I think when he went to her hometown and he's like, you got to do this, you, you know, like you have to go back and audition. And I, I really got some heavy notebook vibes. That
0: was a great. That I love that scene. Oh, it's fantastic. Because he just loses. He just loses his shit on her. Because <laughs> she's like. He tells her about this audition, and she's like, "I don't think I'm gonna go." Sure. And he's like, "What? Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah." And he just yeah he just like freaks out. He's on her. he's having none um, he's having none of it. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Sure. Um, I love uh, this movie. Does for me. What Ryan Gosling's character does for Emma Stone's character, okay. it makes me want to listen to jazz. Mm, sure, it it his his explanation for why jazz is so exciting. Sure, excites me for jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. There is one. So this is an Oscar-winning film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and and I believe that there's one scene, even though I don't like this movie overall. Sure. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Do There's one scene in this film that I think, um, earns it, uh, it at the very least, no, a nomination for best picture, in and of itself. Mm-hmm. One scene, one one four minute segment of this film earns it all of its Oscar attention. Hmm. And it's the scene where they're dancing in the street on top of the cliff overlooking Los Angeles. Hmm. I think it's LA. Is it LA? LA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it is, I think, shot on a soundstage. I don't think it was actually shot on location. Um, simply because it has that or it is shot on location and they've done a bunch of lighting camera trickery Mm. to make it feel like a 1950s set. Right. And the music and the fact that it's one continuous shot on one stationary pivoting camera. (laughs) Right. uh, and, And the style of dance that they're doing, sitting on the bench and tapping their feet and stuff like that, You just, for four minutes of this film, you entirely forget what period this film set in, what the movie is about. Hmm. It's, you're just watching a 1950s film. Right. You're watching something from Singing in the Rain or, or, you know, something with Dick Van Dyke in it or whatever. Yep. Uh, and then and so that's really cool and but the coolest part of the scene for me is that the scene ends with the stereotypical cliche (laughs) iPhone ringtone going Mm -hmm, off right and it's it does such a great job it's it's like if you were you were caught, you know how sometimes you're daydreaming like you just kind of like yep. you go into a bit of a trance oh, yeah. and you completely zone out well, i i just would. I do, that just happened
1: of, to me right now actually
0: i'm sure cuz i'm talking no no, no. Just, just zone out <laughs> no uh what if what if you were doing that mm-hmm. and someone snapped you out of it by slapping you across the face <laughs> That's what this feels like. Right, yeah. It feels like this This grab you by your cuff, the cuff, the cuff of your shirt, and just pull you out of the daydream that you were having. Mm. Snap you violently back into modern day, back into reality. Right, uh, right. And although I don't care for this film. Sure. It is one of my favorite moments in cinema. Which is cool. That is very cool. It's a weird contrast. That one of my favorite moments comes from a movie that, for the most part, I don't really care for the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, and So I'll tell you the two things about this movie I don't like. Sure. One is the fact that I, I'm i not a fan overall. There's one or two, and we've talked about this on the show in the past, there's one or two exceptions to this, but for the most part, I don't enjoy... Um. I don't enjoy it when the couple don't end up together, when she goes on and marries someone else sure. and has kids with someone else. Yeah. And it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And so that's one of them. Sure. Sure. That's one of my major issues. Yeah. Major issue number two is with – so there's one song. There's one song in this movie where they're sitting down at a piano together and singing – And it's very clear during that scene that they're both actually singing.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, Because there's imperfections in it. All of the other songs in this movie feel overproduced to me. Oh. And they are overproduced to the point they're so airbrushed, they're so polished, they're so clean. Right. That... That watching people lip sync, even though the timing of the lip syncing is perfect, something about it's kind of like that uncanny valley thing. Something about it is unconvincing. Something about it I find very jarring, um, and 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 yeah, completely hmm. completely throws me off and just and and yanks me out of it because I'm like, oh, I. I don't believe for one second that they're, that the characters are actually singing this, Oh, even though they're lip syncing perfectly. It just feels like they're lip syncing. Oh, okay. And that's honestly, you know, I wish, Hmm. I wish so much. And, and, and overall, ultimately too, I was thinking about this. I love, how the story starts out i love the setup i love the premise i love the jazz thing i love that she's an actress i love the imperfections in both of the characters so on and so forth um but then i just feel like the story doesn't end up going deep enough for me Hmm. i want to know more i want to see more of the jazz scene i want to see more you know, um, at times this movie gave me kind of a "a star is born" vibe. Okay, right? Because with with him, he joins the band that isn't actually the type of music he wants to be playing, and mm-hmm. it's not actually the image that he wants. Right, which is kind of what Lady Gaga's character does in "A Star Is Born." Sure. Um, so that was kind of a, a fun vibes I was getting as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, overall, um, yeah, just didn't. You know, just didn't do it hmm. for me, this film. Interesting. Unfortunately. Yeah. Because I really want to like it. There's a lot of moments where I come very close to, to, to adoring There's, this film. There is a lot, yeah. And and I kind of just don't really like it. Hmm. Interesting.
1: So I, th- I think I, I fall on the other side of the spectrum. And uh, I think you make a fair point. You know, with your major issue, number one, obviously, yeah, like I'd so, so, so much rather that they end up together and it, nothing would give me butterflies than that. But just in a modern film context, I, I feel endings like that can become a little cliche. And at times in some films, it can almost be an unrealistic or kind of a, a weaker story. And so that's, that's the only thing I'd say about that, is, yeah, I'd I'd sure feel a lot nicer if they actually ended up together, but I'm wondering if that would be a weaker story, potentially.
0: Maybe totally. Mm-hmm. Um, you
1: know, it's hard to say. Yeah,
0: quite possibly.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I I'm gonna run through a couple se- like segments or kind of themes, and I'll kind of bounce them around, and then you can kind of let me know what you think about them. One thing that I like is how this music this musical breaks tradition from kind of the traditional musical mold kind of flipping the narrative so this film just whether it's breaking the t- prototypical introduction so you know Ryan Gosling and Stone they they almost have an encounter and then Gosling just brisks off and kind of brushes shoulders and walks away and maybe in the cliche musical that's how they would have met and they would have made a connection about, you know, his downturn of a losing job or even a greater example is like their love story. And something I really made a tie to is just their love story is kind of how Gosling described jazz music. It's a conflict and a compromise. So it mirrors the relationship where it's not the traditional musical where the culmination of their romantic relationship is the resolution to the entire film, Their relationship in this film has an ebb and a flow, and there's always a conflict and always a compromise. And they ultimately come to the compromise that they have to go their separate ways to achieve their dreams, right? And again, kind of related to that, the prototypical story resolution. I mean, they go their own way. There's no happily ever after with them. And, you know, in that final sequence, we're kind of teased with it a little bit. We we have that final musical number where, you know, you cut back to their first meeting and we see Emma Stone exactly how she was left off and at the beginning of the film. And I I for sure felt this way. I Maybe some of the other audience did, but maybe, you know, in your head, you're saying maybe maybe the film's events didn't actually happen. And maybe there's this alternative ending or existence where the two are together. And then you know Gosling and Stone embrace and they depart the restaurant and we momentarily think hey, maybe this is the case. And then the full the film just pulls <laughs> pulls the rug out from under us. And personally, uh, you know your heart is crushed when you return to reality and Gosling is just playing those lonely tunes on the stage without Emma Stone. So I, I feel I feel one segment that I liked about this film was just, Taking traditional musical elements and kind of doing the opposite, or more of a modern take, so that's one element I liked. Okay. Yeah. Do you, no <laughs> do you do you kind of you're you're a good person to ask about this because where do you stand on that? Because you love we just talked about you love Julie Andrews musicals, you love classical musicals, you also like more modern ones like Sweeney Todd and a lot of Tim Burton stuff. Like where where do you stand on
0: that? I am the Tim Burtony kind of guy. Sure. Um I don't know. I just it I I feel like I know that you say that you know it's the cliche that they that they would end up together. Sure. But I feel like because it's the cliche that they end up together, so many other people have been Avoiding that, and it's turning—it's almost turning them not ending up together into the cliche itself.
1: Hmm. Interesting,
0: right? Like it's—it's yeah. it's kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, another film that did that twist, right? Like,
1: right. It's—it's it's like this know. pen
0: the pendulum was stuck
1: so far to one side that it's a lot of people are compensating. It's f- go, gone full blown the other way to so to the degree that that's the cliche now.
0: Yeah, and and. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the what the answer to that is. I don't know mm. how you win. Yeah, right. That's because fair. would it would it have been cliche if they had ended up together? Yeah, sure, totally. Mm-hmm. But am I getting tired of them not ending up together? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Right. So I don't know. I do. I do like films without happy endings. That is. I do.
1: That is a fact. <laughs>
0: Um, but for me, the unhappy ending would be like, okay, so here's a question. Sure. Total hypothetical, theoretical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever. Sure. Uh, based on that ending scene. Okay. Where he looks at her and she looks at him and she walks out and he which, smiles which at her. Which is so,
1: which is, is a side note. So to me, I, emotional connection beyond excellent. Just.
0: Right. Yeah. So do you think she's going to end up leaving her husband? we're like fooling around behind his back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think because so. Because here's because because here's my thought. Sure. You can I don't think you can ever I shouldn't say you. I I can't watch <laughs> this film. Sure. and not think to myself, yeah. The guy that she married mm-hmm. isn't actually the one that she wants to be with ultimately.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: Right? That in that moment, when she's in Seb's and she's looking at Ryan Gosling. Sure. She misses him. Oh, yeah. She feels regret. She wishes that she was with him. And so, you know, like, she's not, I don't think she's over him. She's definitely not over him. They're definitely not over each other. And so I don't know. So it's that's what makes it weird for me. It makes it weird because I'm like, you know, maybe if he had ended up with someone as well and they had bumped into each other in a coffee shop and everything seemed super platonic, but mm-hmm. but that's not how this played out. It's not super platonic. It's
1: I see I'm one I think I maybe have a bit of a different interpretation because I don't know if I feel that, hey, they're not over one another. I feel what they said on the park bench holds that from that moment on till the end of their lives, they're always going to have a love for the other, that that will hold true. And I I just personally think they'll always have an emotional connection. I just think it's maybe translated more towards the platonic spectrum versus where it was romantically
0: previously. Yeah, I don't know. And then, so then in my mind, that's a fun fairy tale, but it's not actually how the life works. Like, that's one of those lies that we tell ourselves. Right. Right, where it's like, ah, I'll always love you, but we're just friends. Well, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, that part, that listen, is, listen, yes. Listen, listen, no, 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 listen. So I have, there are, I have several ex-girlfriends. Sure. Right? High school crushes and, okay. and whatever else. Fair. And they fall into two categories. They fall, when I bump into them, sure. when, when our paths cross, well, when, when I bump into them, I apologize and I pick up the groceries. <laughs> <cost>. But <laughs> when we cross paths, there's one of two emotions. Sure. Right? So let me ask, let me ask you a personal question. Sure. How many ex-girlfriends do you have? Ballpark it. You don't need to like name them all off, but you not, have you
1: have you, not a ton. You
0: have okay, but you have some ex girlfriends. Sure, like high school, whatever. They don't even need to be like serious relationships. Sure, They're just like girls that you liked. Sure, yeah, okay. Uh, so when you bump into them, sure, there's one of two categories that they fall into. Sure, you're either completely over them. Yep, and don't have any interest in in being their friend or like you you've just gone you've gone separate ways life sure. is different now yeah it is or or and not that you would ever not that these feelings are strong enough that you would ever leave the person you're with sure. or or any of those things yeah but there's a little tingle there's like this there's it feels strange to talk to you and i fear that if i were to talk with you too long if we were to if we were to pursue a friendship hmm. and have deep conversation that it would stir up a bunch of things that i don't necessarily want stirred up hmm. I just, those are the two categories that exist
1: i you know i the- theoretically i think you're you're correct but i think this relationship that's depicted is different it's like option 3 like they They had such an intimate connection because because not not just where their relationship was at, but what their relationship meant to themselves in that they needed the other person to project or not project, but just help them get where they needed to be in life. And Emma Stone needed Ryan Gosling to help her not give up on her dreams, to not give up on what she desired to do. And vice versa, Emma Stone, like Ryan Gosling needed Emma Stone to challenge him and say, you know what? You're making some sweet bank here with John Legend, but you're selling your soul. Like you, you're, you, you hate the crap that you're producing. You need to do this. So uh, my point is they, I feel like their relationship transcends just basic. They have feelings for each other. They don't have feelings for each other. I think it's graduated to a point that it's such a special bond that they have for each other. And I I don't think it'll ever be eroded. I don't think it'll ever be gone. But I don't think I don't think it's at the point where it could be rekindled. I don't think if they bumped into each other at the special K, they would be if the conversation continued for a while, they'd be like, Hey, like I wonder if there's still anything here. Like I think the 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 shooting star that was their relationship both for it was at just a certain time, a certain place, and also just it had such significance to them, I think it's done.
0: And and I, I think that what you're describing is exactly what the filmmakers um, are trying to portray. I'm mm. just saying they don't do it in a way that convinces me. Okay, okay. I I want to like th- this movie. Everything about this movie is so up my alley. So sure. oh yeah. Right? I want to love this film. Mhm. Um and I come really close to loving it a couple of times. Hmm. In fact, there were several times when rewatching it that I thought, "Oh man, do I actually just really like this film?" Mm-hmm. Um but then ultimately it just the way it's structured, I think. The the hmm the seemingly unrelated opening number.
1: Mm. Right.
0: And then the the quick progression through plot points that to me are left feeling somewhat underdeveloped. Um ultimately just, you know, it's 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 like there's several times where a plot point is introduced and yet i feel like it makes promises to me um hmm. about about delivering something as delicious as a Toblerone bar but essentially what i'm left with is a twix and i'm like <laughs> ah,
1: fair enough. ah fair enough you know
0: it just it ends up leaving me feeling empty okay. and not like i was yeah Not like I was given the Hogwarts feast of emotion that I was supposed to get.
1: You weren't emotionally nourished by this. Ah,
0: One story of my life. 27 years still waiting to be emotionally nourished.
1: (laughs) So you mentioned the one scene that's one of your favorite in all of cinema and potentially why it got some Oscar attention. For me, there's one musical number that it's my, my version of that. And it's it feeds into my love of just cliche classical musicals. So this isn't something that I, I feel they did differently. It's something they just fed into the tradition, and I loved it because of it. So it's the planetarium sequence. Really, and I
0: hate that scene so much. And it, but I, anyways,
1: I, I guess it just speaks to the subjectiveness of film because I'm. It's not no not only arguably might one of my most favorite scenes of the film. It might be one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema
0: wow how did we make it a year (laughs) so (laughs) because to me there's they're there and the whole thing the movie theater you know like someone yeah spills their pop on the projector and the whole thing gets screwed up (laughs) and then she's like she looks at him and she's like i have an idea yeah and then you're like okay what is this idea and the idea is that you'll go to a planetarium and kiss there instead like because it was in the film they were watching Oh, I know, but it just.
1: So, to me,
0: to... and it got too dream sequency to me,
1: which is why I didn't I like
0: the like floating it. thing,
1: which oh, okay. is why See? I loved it because it feeds into just the unrealistic musical cliche, and so to me, the reason I love it not just as a musical f- film but it's just like a piece of film altogether is it, it it, it serves its purpose to me. It transports me to another reality. It made me forget what what was happening in my, my reality for two minutes. And it made me as the viewer embrace every emotional facet of that moment being told, like when stone and Gosling begin to float and eventually dance in the stars. I've seen this a few times. I've seen this a few times, and I still get chills down my spine. Right.
0: Just her the name's, cor- her, name's her, her name is Emma Stone. What did I say? Gwen Stone. You think <laughs> you're confusing her Spider-Man character? Gwen right? Stone,
1: Yeah, but yeah, just yeah. this—the choreography, the visuals, the musical sequence—they just culminate so well, in my opinion. Just this modern rendition of a musical. It, just that scene is just the cherry on the cake. I, I absolutely so- adore it.
0: So fundamentally we are we're destined to disagree on this film because it looks like we're looking so. for two separate like the reason I, so. I love sound of music so much is that it doesn't have any of that bullshit in it right and that like yeah. you know yeah. one of my other favorite musicals like mm. not movies that have music I'm not I, you know I don't classify Walk the Line as a musical sure right no, um no. but you know but one of the one of my other favorite musicals is Sweeney Todd Sure, Uh, And my least favorite song in, well, my second least favorite song (laughs) in the movie uh, is one that's like all full of like hypothetical imagery, right? Mm. It's like she's singing about, you know, the future and what she would like to, and it kind of shows you all of these glimpses of like them getting married and, you know, them by the sea and them sitting in a house retiring together and stuff. And it's, it just gets too dreamscapey for me. Right. Right. Right? It's the reason why five minutes into Rocket Man, my girlfriend and I looked at each other and I was like, screw that noise. <laughs> and we shut it off. Really? And and you know what? We've been meaning to retry Rocket Man. I don't know if you've watched it yet. I have We've been have meaning not. to retry Rocket Man. Okay. But Rocket Man is not Walk the Line and it's not Bohemian Rhapsody. It's, it's kind of like... It's it's like Elton John's story but entirely set within a dreamscapey type thing. Mm. Uh which in the you which I mean I may I may watch it and I may really like it. Hmm. But if you're in the mood for walk the line or Bohemian Rhapsody but about Elton John and then you get slapped with a dreamscapey thing. Mm it's that's just super you know if that's not what you're in the mood for right right then then it's gonna fall flat for you it all which is what happened it's
1: it's what's with film it all depends on the mood you're in right you mentioned this last week when you watched the man who killed don quixote you you said you were in the right space you were in the right mood and it just coincided with watching that film
0: there's a whole adult film industry that depends on people being in the right mood to watch their films See, Mood is
1: important, man. Mood is important. Two hundred percent. Two, two more things that I all, uh, is all I have to say before we give our grades. Okay. All right.
0: You're just gonna you're just gonna brush right past that, eh? I I am I am. All right.
1: All right. Okay. So you,
0: you are you are the bigger man.
1: <laughs> the first thing is I these are just general story elements that I, I appreciate and what elevated to me. So the one of the the lines in an earlier song is someone in the crowd will take you where you want to go. So the whole story is told through the lens of making it in bright lights in Tinseltown. And just one thing about this story that I think elevates it is because the premise is very, it transcends that very limited scenario. And I feel it transcends just to the human theme, which is relatable that in society, whether you want to be successful or getting your big break or making it or doing what you love doing, just... Uh, to me it's not a very niche theme it is a very transferable theme at least i i interpreted it as such the second oh certainly the second thing is i just love how this film does a fantastic job of developing our characters backstory not not in full depth but just to enough leading up to their encounter in the restaurant so we you know we get kind of the lead up of Emma Stone to where what led to her going to that restaurant that night and the lead up of Ryan Gosling, what led him to be in that restaurant that night. And that's another scene. I literally get chills and goosebumps during each of the bookend scenes in the restaurant with Gosling paying, playing his piece, just the simplicity of the tone and the song itself and the lights fading and, and knowing the underlying kind of emotional buildup of both those characters and just seeing how they each individually end up there, I think is fantastically done. So.
0: What a strange role for J.K. Simmons. Yes and no. I mean. I mean, it's on par. I guess it's on par with. So, again, I mean, that supports everything that I've said, that he's, he's always sort of that quiet supporting role. He's one of the most famous supporting role guys. Sure. Out there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would love to see. I want to see a a a really <laughs> emotional drama where he's the the you know the star like, Front and center. what if w- you know what if it w- prisoners but instead of Hugh Jackman it's J.K. Simmons oh baby right right he deserves he needs more he needs <laughs> spider-man but instead of J.K. <laughs> J. Jonah St. Jameson he's right he's Peter Parker
1: right Right? Right. A star is born. Let's just but think, instead just of, think about it. Could be. A, in, instead, instead of, of Lady uh, Gaga. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what did you right? give it's, this? It's, it's progressive. Yeah. What did you give Same, this film, uh, film
0: yeah. out of 10? I think this will surprise you. I gave it a 6.5. No. Okay. Um, which is lower, which I think is lower than what you gave it, but is probably higher than what you thought I would give it. Right. Um, because right. like ultimately there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of elements of this film that I enjoy, and there's so many moments where I'm like, "Oh, I'm about to start loving this." Sure. Um, but then it just doesn't quite happen for me. Mm, okay. Um, that's fair. But ultimately, I think six point five. I think it's better than it's better than neutral. Sure. It's certainly not crap. Yep. Um, but I think there's there's, you know, if you're looking. For a music, it, it's, I just, I wish it was a lot better. I wish I liked it a lot more. Mm. There were a lot of things I wish they'd done with it because I thought the setup was so great and just the execution didn't always do it for me. Right. And there's other other, right. other musicals I would recommend to people mm-hmm. before that, yeah. right? Like if someone's like, oh, I I, I I only have the chance to watch one musical. I'm not recommending La La Land. Mm. You know. Right.
1: And, and, and I would
0: recommend I hands down Sound of Music hands down, if you can only watch one musical and that's going to form your entire perspective of <laughs> right. what musicals are, sure. Sound of Music, I, absolutely. I, I know, I would agree. As much as as much as
1: much I was, I, I'm surprised by your score, you're right. I, I did think you'd give it lower. And as much as I think we're polar opposites on this is that I love it, you're not as much as in love with it. I would, I would obviously agree with you. Like there are certain staple films like Sound of Music, Mary Poppins, um white Christmas that would totally be up higher on the list if my recommendation could only be one musical film to a person right sure Wizard of Oz singing in the rain like there there are a ton that would trump this without question without question hundred percent right. um good morning good
0: morning <laughs>
1: I actually it's almost. It's great
0: to stay up late. Good morning. I Good almost morning.
1: watched "Singing in the Rain." I was, I was really after f- watching La La Land. I was really feeling it.
0: I've never seen it. Oh, really? I've seen, I've seen, yeah, I've seen YouTube clips of like sure. the two or three well, like I know the song, "Singing uh, sure. in the Rain," right? Yeah, and of obviously course. "Good Morning," yep. which I mostly know "Good Morning" from those Viagra commercials, like five or six years ago.
1: Yeah. So on a scale of ten. I don't know if you're gonna hate me or just I don't know what you're gonna do. I gave it a 10 out of 10
0: and I don't okay I don't hate you Sure. but I will say okay that um, I'll say I think that that's foolish yeah I, I I'll say that I think that that's emotion driven you I can't say you're wrong. And, and and that you will regret that that i won't you regret agree with. that you'll, you you you'll regret that you can only that moving forward <laughs> you can only ever rank a movie as good as but mm. never better than la la land <sighs> see right so so that that's that's my thought is 10 out of 10 to mm. me mm-hmm. i wouldn't i don't give titanic a 10 out of 10 right and it's my favorite film i think 10 out of 10 is too prestigious i think 10 out of 10 is saying that it, what it what 10 out of 10 is saying mm-hmm. is that la la land is perfect
1: so it's interesting it's, it's, it's interesting that you're men- mentioning this because I gave it a 10 out of 10 on my scale. And all my scale is is just an equal ranking of all these different aspects that make up a film. And when I was ranking each aspect, I'm like, to me personally, it got full score. And obviously averaged out would be a 10 out of 10. Yeah, when I'm, I'm music- more interested
0: in Marshall's scale.
1: Wait, so here's where it gets interesting. With Marshall's scale, I don't know what it gets. I don't feel right about giving it a 10 out of 10. I think it's a nine out of 10, but I'm still undecided. So I can,
0: but I I feel more comfortable with that. I can get, I can get behind you and go, okay. Yeah.
1: And and it goes back to the underlying flaw of my system is yes, it's a equal system of all these things are graded equally, but it's a flawed system in that if each of each has an equal weighing system, I need to evaluate like all the dozens and dozens and dozens of aspects of a film not just like the top eight so with marshall's sure. with marshall's it's between a nine and a ten regardless i i give it a
0: really high scoring it, it's something Thank you for having a decent rating <laughs> skill marshall <laughs> Which i been... still don't understand Pete Pete has not explained it's, it to me yet.
1: It'll it'll come it'll come. I've All been right. messaging Marshall because I was I was telling him my dilemma of how I couldn't decide between a nine or a ten, and I wouldn't tell him what film it was, but he'll he'll find out. Okay. So a nine or a ten, somewhere between cool. there. Yeah. Cool. Um. <sighs> oh. Uh,
0: what? What is it? Before we before what? we progress.
1: Okay. Actually, one more thing I want to say, and this is maybe emotionally oh. driven. I'm. When you called me out on my emotionally driven aspect of this, I feel this might be emotionally driven. I think La La Land pushed its way into my top 20. Not my top 10. Maybe the top 15, but I would say likely the top 20.
0: Oh, I would hope so. If you're giving it a 10 out of 10, it should be your top (laughs) 5. Do you not see the flaw in that system? Uh Anyway, sorry I
1: cut you off. It was almost like you were going to ask something of me. Yeah, your foot size.
0: What do you, like, oh, yeah. My it's, guess. Can I guess? Sure. I would guess ten and a half, maybe
1: eleven. Sure. I said you could guess. I didn't actually say I'd tell you, so I'm not going to. Oh come on! Tell me your foot size. <laughs> is this
0: or is it like an embarrassing thing?
1: It's like it's like a. It depends on the brand. It can
0: be anywhere from like eleven to twelve. Okay. Sometimes I'm in. Yeah. I'm like a nine and a half for okay. the most part. Yeah. Nine. Sometimes a ten, but yeah, anywhere between nine and ten. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it can be thirteen. Like I'd say anywhere. Whoa.
1: I. You know what? Whoa.
0: Whoa. So some. So. So sometimes you're a freak. Is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say somewhere to twelve to thirteen. Okay. Yeah. That, that's so, somewhere so. between eleven or twelve or twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I think that's, that's, I don't think I have anything else. Cool. All right. You know, yeah. Well, thanks for All listening, right. everyone. Yeah. You sure there's nothing yeah. else? I'm, I mean. In anything. Uh, would, you, <laughs> would you, would you, here's the problem. I didn't sure. watch your recommendation. I didn't have time to do it. So I, now I'm like reluctant to ask you. Which um, you, you know, it's a can of worms I'm afraid to open. Yeah. This, this has happened before. I think like a couple of weeks ago you didn't watch mine. So
1: you know what's eerie? Um, you, We talked what? about a circumstance where the podcast would end if we gave each other the same recommendation. Right. What happens if we didn't watch each other's recommendation?
0: Did you not watch mine either? Yeah. So
1: so just ask me the question and we'll get into it.
0: Oh, wow. what'd you watch this week?
1: Okay. Uh, so I did not watch your recommendation of Detective Pikachu. Wow. Because there's a valid reason. Uh, because you hate pokemon no my wife is it's actually been on my wife's to watch list and oh, okay so it just seemed a shame like i there were times that it i had a shame
0: I... it seemed it seemed just a shame to sit down and watch it with her then sure <laughs> that's you know husband of the year right there
1: though no. it seemed like i had time by myself where i could have watched it but it just it seemed like a waste. No, link. no.
0: Yeah. No, you got to do that. That's got to be a together thing. It got to be a together thing. 100%. So
1: I figure, figure instead of putting a round thing in a square hole, I was just going to wait till we both have time to watch it. And I'll talk about it next right. week.
0: Like I'm not, I'm, I'm, that's totally fair. I'm not allowed to watch zombie land double tap without my girlfriend.
1: I actually,
0: yeah, that's pretty I mean, cool. She's, she's very interested. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent on it. Sure. Like, I think I'll probably enjoy it, but I'm sure. not like anticipating it. No. Um, but she wants, she definitely wants to watch it together. That's so.
1: cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the only other thing I watched this week is my recommendation to you. And so that
0: means, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, mm. welcome. welcome. Also, we weekly uh, watch films and then recommend films to each other. And then we have to watch the films that the other one recommends. And that Mm -hmm. person has to watch the film that's recommended to them. And if they don't watch the film that's recommended to them, then they still have to watch it the next week. (laughs) It just means that they have to watch two (laughs) recommendations instead of one, which means this coming week, we both have to watch the movie that we're reviewing Mm -hmm. two recommendations. Yes. And a fourth film to recommend to the other person. This Mm -hmm. is a four film week it's whoo yeah it's a heavy word
1: and and for the, those that are new to the show it's just a cool way for us to broaden each other's horizons there's films that neither of us would have watched on our own but because they were recommended to us we've just tried new things that we wouldn't
0: have otherwise tried did you say new or nude new oh okay i heard nude to the show and i'm like i don't even <laughs> like i don't know what that what is what does that mean Hi, I'm new to the show.
1: Hey, <laughs> new to the show. I'm Tom. Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so, my the film I watched this week was something that's been highly recommended to me for quite some time by a friend of the show Matt McLennan. And ah, he Matt. we watched it remotely together. And the it's a film from the 90s. We
0: watched it together apart. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, sign of the times, right? COVID. Uh, re- a remote viewing. So we watched it together. We were on the phone love, while we watched
0: sorry, it. Sorry, I love the way you said that. It was just very like, uh, COVID. Am I right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, it was. What are, you, um, tr- what are you drinking? Uh, it doesn't matter. Continue. Okay.
1: okay. So the film I'm recommending to you has, uh, S- James Cameron's wife, Susie Amos. It uh, has
0: Titanic. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Did you know? Did you, did you know I like Titanic? No, I didn't. Uh, oh, it man. also has Pete Postlewait. uh the director's cut of Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> it also has Benicio del Toro. Okay, I'm starting to think it's not Titanic. <laughs> I've never seen her anything in anything other than Titanic. Neither I had she's I. In other things,
1: neither had I. But. And the final person that's in this that I think you recognize is Kevin Spacey.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. the 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 woman toucher, the the not
1: guy. not a cool guy, Kevin Spacey. That's okay.
0: The movie the movie that I'm recommending to you has a questionable character in it as well. So yeah. this is this is the week of sexual predators.
1: It's that's not even true. It's the week of viewing films with. Viewing them just as actors, you're, not as human beings.
0: You're recommending a film to me with Kevin Spacey, and I'm recommending a film to you with Bill Cosby. Oh. So, <laughs> so I, I, you what know, you're heck? saying it. You're saying it's not even true. It's kind of pretty much friggin' true. No, but it's true, but unintentionally.
1: We just need to view them not for their personal lives, but just as professionals. Oh
0: no, for sure. I still think Kevin Spacey's an incredible f- performer, for and sure. so is Bill Cosby. I yep. think Bill Cosby's hilarious. Oh yeah just he's just questionable you know he's not someone i would have as a guest on sesame street
1: no so the film i'm recommending to you is a thriller crime film it's called the usual suspects
0: ah so okay so here's an interesting thing sure i've never seen the usual suspects okay uh that has a lot of people in it who you didn't like i feel like you you skipped over like the main cast of this film really Kind of
1: okay have you seen so who who do who do you know that
0: you've se- oh who who are you referring to so I haven't seen the film no, but let me pull it up here okay yeah. because doesn't it have like you said del Toro right yeah and you said Kevin Spacey yeah but I thought it also had like yeah Kevin Pollux in it Yeah. You skipped... And Stephen Baldwin? I guess. What do you mean you guess? I'm not that familiar with those two. One of the Baldwin brothers? Alec Baldwin's brother? Yeah. He's like the top-billed actor in the film. I guess. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah. Uh, No, I haven't seen it. Okay. But uh, a late friend of mine, Jim Hines, was Mm. in a band called The Usual Suspects. Oh cool. It's it's kind of it's long overdue that I watch this. Cool. Cool. Uh who's it directed by? Brian Singer. That's Mm -hmm. right. The X Men guy. deals. Yeah. Cool. I am looking forward to that. Cool. What did you watch? I did not watch your recommendation. Cool. To be honest I don't even remember what your recommendation was. <laughs> it has been a week of working out in the sun, physical, like landscaping, like work, like, like, like bench labor, pressing, Bend- outside like labor, yeah, pretty squats much working out. Uh, working out in the sun, right? Yeah, no, uh, like physical, like landscaping, construction oh. type stuff, and it's in been the sun. hot. It's been a it's hot been week. very so like the day ends. And my two my two priorities are like consuming water and mm. not passing out, <laughs> um, and also a friend of the show uh, Carl Eastman. Oh yes, and a not so friend of the show Aaron Mater. Oh Aaron, and a guy named William Eccles. Yep, and a sweet guy named Mike Wilson. Cool. Uh, this past week, when I should have been watching um your recommendation we played dungeons and dragons for the first time wow i like i like and i created a dnd character and like did all this stuff and like nice. anyways it's just been a really 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 crazy week but i've got all kinds of time coming up Perfect. this next week so i'm looking forward to what was what was what was your recommendation it's
1: about time you watched my film what was your recommendation
0: it's about time you you- about time i watch your film every friggin' week
1: No, like the film was called About Time.
0: Oh, right. film (laughs) that I've seen before, but I'm going to rewatch. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, I watched, partially for me and partially for you, a film from the 1990s. Mm. Right. I, I expected more excitement than that.
1: No, no, no. Well, okay. Like, I'm excited, but I'm a little cautiously optimistic because you know who's in it.
0: Yeah, but... I love Bill Cosby as an actor. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know, for like yeah. for the same, you're like, you know. Yes. Okay. Continue. Uh, continue. Diane Lane is in it. I don't know if you know who that is. No. Um. Okay. Um. Who else is in it? Bill Cosby, Diane Lane, Jennifer Lopez is in it. Really? Yeah.
1: You know, in some circles, she's actually known as J Lo.
0: In some, but so is George Lopez. <laughs> and that's it's a different it's a different G Lo. Right. Um and uh <clears throat> a small up and coming actor uh who's unfortunately no longer with us, so was up and coming, mm. uh named Robin Williams.
1: Oh
0: what film is this? So th- So this is a 1996 film called Jack. Oh, what? Have you seen it? So I'm a little, I'm a little,
1: you've, you're recommending all these films from my childhood that I've been meaning to rewatch, not childhood, but from my past, like The Secret Window and, you know, Volcano, which it actually wasn't Volcano, it was Dante's Peak. But still, Jack, I've seen it not since probably the 1990s
0: right so it's basically a film about a kid who's got sort of a hollywood version of progeria sure um so he looks he doesn't he doesn't have any of the physical um features that are typically associated with progeria right um which is for people who are not in the know is a, a condition that essentially makes you age way faster than you should be aging. Mm. Um, and it's very, it's very f- typically very visibly obvious in people who have progeria. Hmm. Whereas in, in Robin Williams character, he's he's aging and developing properly just at an accelerated rate. So he, he I think in the film he's in like grade eight or something Right, um, but he's but he's like forty somethings, Robin Williams. Right, like is it um, the
1: only thing I remember? Like, doesn't he like shave and he's in elementary school?
0: So I'm not going to tell you anything, okay? Except okay. for yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's good though. Yeah, it's really good. It's kind of got it's got some feelings that are kind of like it's like a less crass version and more make you cry version of Billy Madison. Sure. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, but super good, super good and uh, emotional.
1: I'm tugs I'm very your, excited to rewatch strings. this film. This is a good call.
0: It's it's a movie that is fun for kids. Right. Um and then you watch it as an adult and it has so many layers that you weren't prepared for. You were prepared for just the film that you used to know as a kid, but you get slapped with something that's a little more emotional than that.
1: Right. Right. So
0: Cool. Yeah. I look forward to you watching it.
1: I look. Without me. <laughs> uh, uh, all
0: right. Will you keep some house, sir?
1: All right. Well. Uh. Yeah. Follow the links below. Like, follow, subscribe officially if you haven't done so already. Please leave us a comment or a review. We would really appreciate it. Our main active sites are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So those would be the most likely spots we'd see a review um check out our patreon you can, page you
0: can you can totally vote on tiktok as well all of our votes go up on tiktok yes. so if you're not currently voting on tiktok <laughs> uh, then vote on tiktok right
1: um Just do it man so yeah check out those links for all our upcoming votes for upcoming uh, movie reviews and you can check out our patreon page below uh it's how we keep the lights on it helps us pay the bills both software uh technical equipment cost of just renting movies and just uh it's it's not free to run a podcast apparently so it helps us keep the lights on
0: no friggin shit it turns (laughs) out in order to run a podcast it's actually hella expensive (laughs) Uh, like i just got a bill i just got a bill from podbean who Uh, we host things with and they're like hey can you give us like a lot of money right so that you can have a podcast for another year (laughs) and i'm like uh i guess I guess. Ish. Which means we're going to be around, which mark my words, mm-hmm. we will be around for at least an, another year. Yes. Because cause we just paid a bunch of money mm-hmm. to stay going for another year. So, yes. Mm-hmm. At least until 2021, which is when all of the movies that were supposed to be reviewed this year will be coming out. So. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> friggin, friggin things. Mm-hmm. Stuff and things and. Yeah you know we're also in the process of upgrading so i am using a different audio setup mm-hmm. this week yeah. um my friend peter mm-hmm. is still using uh, the old shiz mm-hmm. but um i am going to send him a link i found a good source for some semi affordable equipment Perfect. and we're going to um you know
1: and and just to bring people behind the curtain I, you know, we're not just upgrading for upgrading's sake. We're, we're upgrading. I am the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> we're we're upgrading for for a kind of a multitude of reasons. So one, obviously, we want you to have the best sound quality. That's that's first and foremost. Second, Check. we we were having a lot of audio issues that would just turned into hours of just pain, like painstaking editing and cutting, just trying to work out a lot of bugs and issues i think I, I, no fault of our own like, it was just because we're using kind of entry-level
0: equipment yeah not including recording i have spent no not including no not including recording and uploading yeah no i have spent six hours on an episode before yes. trying to just get it listenable yeah yeah so and sometimes sometimes it still sounds like shit
1: yeah so so we're, we're kind of up, trying to slowly work. So th- for those that support us on Patreon, thank you. And just so you know, kind of where we're going with this, we're trying to have a more consistent uh, goodness as far as audio quality and also just trying to alleviate the load of just, it's, it's taking a lot of man hours to make this show on top of like the hours of actually just sitting and recording, which it, which obviously is just normal, but just the hours of just sitting behind the curtain, clicking buttons, putting film together, just yeah,
0: yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're so. We're tra- anyways, we appreciate all that. We and do. uh, I don't know if you mentioned this because I wasn't really listening to you. Whoa. Um, but what you said, you zoned out when I was talking. <laughs> I
1: didn't actually. I said, "What if I did?"
0: Um. Our new setup should allow us, once we are allowed to be in person with people, Mm. um, to have high-quality guesticles on our show.
1: Yes. Or guests. Yeah. Or
0: both. Or (laughs) Yeah. Some of our guests will have guesticles.
1: I don't know what that means. Me neither. But we would like to thank you for listening. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope uh, you join us next week.
0: I don't. I hope you didn't think this was that good, but you listened anyways, because then that means, (laughs) that's true dedication. That means you really love us. If if someone listens to something that's good, then it doesn't really, Mm. it doesn't tell you anything. But if they're like, oh, what a flaming pile of dog crap, but (laughs) I support the show anyway, so I'm going to listen. That is patronage. I I guess. That's, that's, Hmm. those are the people who love you. That's true. The people who see past the crap. Yeah. That is on fire in a brown paper bag on your doorstep. Mm. Yeah. Until next week, which will be the year 2015. Yes. Because we are de-aging ourselves. Mm-hmm. No, the, yes. the the year in film we're covering is 2015. Mm, yes. It's mm. <laughs> so mm. like that snobby English person who's like, mm, Indeed, mm. Yes, mm. yes. Yes. Yes, mm. Well, I concur. Now I'm not even talking in an English accent, hmm. you know. Mm. Yes, because hmm. as we've learned, all English accents <laughs> have a lot of lisps and are just men who have sex with women in the back of boats. Because <laughs> you know James Bond and goulash. It, until next time. Goodbye. Until why? Why do you? Why do you like to shut me up? I do. Why, why do you? Why do you? I feel like. I feel like if we were a couple, Mm. you would be afraid to take me out for dinner because you Uh you would think I would make a scene. Uh No. And I would. Right. But it's just an unfair assumption.